Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life. Through interviews with various experts on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, and more, this podcast is committed to spreading knowledge to all women. Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rise Up For You. Today, we are honored to talk with Zaina Saab about how to empower others as well as yourself. She joins us all the way from Beirut, Lebanon, and she's the founder and executive director of the Nawaya Network. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering youth and their true potential. Zaina has been featured in the Huffington Post, the Daily Star, Sky News, and MTV, and today we have her here on Rise Up For You. Hi, Zaina. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Very well, thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Um, I'm a Lebanese-American. I was uh, basically born in Lebanon and raised in the U.S. And about four to five years ago, I decided to move back to Lebanon to start a nonprofit called the Noaya Network. Tell us a little bit about Noaya and what it's about. Noaya is basically a social um, social enterprise, and uh, what we basically do is we aim to de- develop the talents and skills of youth from low-income, marginalized, and disadvantaged communities in Lebanon. Um, and the idea is basically to connect these youth to the resources they need in order to to develop their talents, um, resources being mentors, trainers, classes, funding, internships, with the ultimate goal of helping them to find job opportunities. Do you have a campus, or how does that work exactly? So basically, we have a network whereby we identify talented youth from underprivileged areas in the community. We profile them and we uh, see what their resource needs are. Whatever resource needs they need, um, basically we we find the opportunities available in the community and we connect them to them. So there's no campus. It's basically very much uh, decentralized. We find the youth and whatever resources they need, whether it's a class we we enroll them in a class whether it's a a training program if it's a workshop we enroll them in all these opportunities that they wouldn't have access to on their own if it's funding we cover their their fees if it's uh, material supplies we find them the supplies if it's a mentor we match them up with a mentor if it's an internship we get them access to that Uh, ultimately if they've built up their skills to a really good level we connect them to potential employers whereby by that time, basically, they'd be able to stand on their feet and generate their own income. And we we hope that in the future, they would be able to become mentors for um, other youth in our program. So you're the founder and you're the executive director. What what was the purpose of you building this? And what's your why for doing it? In 2009, there was I was working in a small village here with USAID, um, and uh, it was just like I was visiting this village one day just for a few hours, and randomly a girl came up to me. She was about 14, 15 years old. She came up to me and started showing me beautiful sketches of dresses that she had designed on her own. And I realized that this girl could become an incredible designer one day, but because of where she was living and that lack of access to any resources, the talent was likely to just die within her and nobody would ever know about her and her potential wouldn't have never been realized. And so I felt like if I 
um, if I turn my back on her that day, um, it would really be a waste of talent and potential. And that was when uh, I realized that there's there must be so much other hidden potential all around us that we're never able to know about because there's such a huge gap between those who come from underprivileged areas and the the, the the opportunities that lay ahead of them. And I just wanted to build that bridge. So that's where the idea first came about six years ago. And uh, I, I went back to New York, worked for the UN for some time uh, in 2010 and wasn't, wasn't too um, fulfilled just because I wasn't able to really see the impact that I was leaving behind. And I wasn't able to really interact with the youth that we were claiming to empower on the other side of the world and I really like this girl really really changed me because she made me realize something that I hadn't really been conscious of before and so I packed up my things after realizing I wasn't too happy um, with with the UN so I decided let me go back to Lebanon and start working on my own initiative and so I started building this NGO up in 2011 and uh, it's now been about three, four years that I've been working on this full time and I've never, never, never been happier. Wow. So there's a lot of women out there that are currently in a, in a work environment that they're not, you know, exactly happy with. And uh, there's a lot of women out there that have a vision and a passion to do something greater. So how did you how did you get this going and how did you convince yourself to, you know, start from scratch and build it? And what advice can you give to anybody out there that possibly has a vision that they'd like to build or create upon? So I remember in 2010, while I was still um, in New York, I realized something that I would leave my job at the end of the day, feeling very down, (laughs) just, just, blah just down and I just didn't didn't understand why this was happening and on some days very rarely but on some days I was feeling very upbeat and I and I felt like what what went what was different about this day than other days and I realized on the days that I was feeling more upbeat and happy I had I had been challenged that day I had I had done something that I felt like I had proven myself with and I had learned something and I felt stimulated and I wanted that feeling every day I didn't want it every now and then and I felt like at the age of 25 back then I was just too young to be feeling like I was wasting my time and wasn't learning um, enough and wasn't feeling stimulated. And so I made that decision to, to move. And obviously it was a no brainer. I knew exactly what I wanted to be doing. I knew I wanted to be doing something that really fulfilled me. Um, even though there were major, major risks for one, um, Lebanon has not always been the most stable country. So moving to packing up my, my stuff and moving to Lebanon, not knowing if it was going to remain stable or become unstable, that was a big risk. Another one would, was that I, I had never, I didn't know really what I was doing. How do you start a nonprofit? I had never done that before. Um, what Was it going to succeed or was it going to fail? There was no guarantee. Um, it, it was also going to take some time before it was going to launch. Um, and what would I do about salary and um, income? So there were major, major questions. But honestly, I didn't even think twice about it. I knew what my calling was. I finally figured out what my vision was. Um, I also remember at one point, I, I felt like I had... Um, uh, entered like a midlife crisis at the age of 25 when I felt like 
I didn't understand the purpose of my life anymore before I came up with this idea. I felt I started questioning, like, what's the purpose of my life? I always had thought that the UN was was for me. I studied political science. I studied international development for the main reason to join the UN. And when I realized that it wasn't for me and I was unhappy, I felt like I just I had entered a very, very, very dark tunnel. And I literally started questioning my existence. I literally started questioning my purpose in life. If the UN wasn't meant for me, what was meant for me? So it was very scary. But luckily, I realized that um, there's something else out there for me. Luckily, I met that girl and everything else is history. So to answer your question, um, what would I do to, to, what advice would I offer? Honestly, um, uh, maybe, maybe a nine to five job is for some people and that's totally fine. But if you don't feel like you're at your best or you're not waking up and looking forward to, to waking up in the morning, um, maybe maybe it's time to question how uh, we're living our lives. I mean, ever since I started working on Nawaya, honestly, there's not a day that has gone by where I felt that I have actually been working. I poured my heart and soul into this. Um, I, I remember staying up till three, four in the morning, working on everything from logo to building the team to building the website um, to doing the research. It was so. It's just. It was just pure pleasure for me. And I remember in the past, you know, we used to maybe Sunday nights think, oh my God, tomorrow's Monday. That thought has never, never, never once occurred or crossed my mind ever since I started working with Noaya. Give us a little more, tell us more about your journey. So when you left New York, you went back to Lebanon. For those of us that are listening that may want to make this change, what's the first thing you do and how did you, how did you begin the process? Okay. What I first started to do was three three main things that I would recommend people um, um, do because this helped me a lot. One was research. Research, research, research. If you have an idea, obviously look at if you have competition, if there's something similar that exists, what are you going to offer that's different? Um, because let's face it, in Lebanon, there's obviously so many NGOs, thousands of them. And so when people heard that I was starting another NGO, uh, it, it, you know, we, we had some people roll their eyes. I remember that. And, and that's not very encouraging. That's why it's very important to be very confident with, with what your idea is and what you're offering and to be really, um, be able to present something that, that doesn't yet exist or tweak it so that it's, um, it does stand out. So that's number one. Number two is um, educating yourself. I took a number of courses from um, how to start your own business, social media. I took online distance learning from uh, courses from NYU on marketing, on fundraising, on organizational management. I took a documentary filmmaking course. So um, throughout the whole year of 2011, that's what I focused on, learning as much as I could. And number three is networking. Sometimes I just really just wanted to stay home and work on the idea or the concept. 
And I would, I remember pushing myself out of bed to go to the networking event that was being put on by, let's say, um, uh, East, for example. Um, I pushed myself to meet as many people as possible, to talk to as many people as possible, because they are the ones who will really give you incredible ideas, incredible insight. They'll connect you to other people. They'll, um, they'll, they'll help facilitate meetings. They'll offer a new perspective that maybe you didn't think about so these are the three critical elements that I really relied on in throughout the the year in 2011 research education and networking right and and when you're building something from scratch obviously there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be moments when you're like oh man did I make the right decision so what were some challenges that you came across um, in building Noaya so I started off wanting to have Noaya as a for-profit business, not for the sake of making money, but just for sustainability reasons. It's it's really difficult to run a non-profit because there's not always a clear um, angle from where we're going to get the funding for, for next year. And that's very tiring. So I wanted to really find a business model that worked. Unfortunately, nothing was very clear in 2011, even 2012, even 2013. It only became clear recently. And so the challenges have definitely been how to keep Noah expanding um, how to keep um, making sure that we're able to reach more and more youth, how to make sure that we don't scale back on our programs or cancel our programs. So this has been always, it's always been a challenge. It continues to be a challenge. We've reached right now a phase where we've been able to identify some potential revenue streams that could keep our nonprofit um, afloat, which makes it exciting. We'll, we'll continue to operate as a nonprofit, but at, at least we'll be able to generate our own revenue as a business would by offering certain services that we could charge for. So this is what we're working on now. It's been a long road towards this, but I think we we finally might have really found some kind of solution for this. What's the greatest thing about your job? So why, you know, you've been doing it for a few years now and what's keeping you going? Like I said, I feel like I'm absolutely at my best. I've never been happier. Um, I'm constantly challenged. I've learned so much of everything from accounting to HR to legal issues to strategic planning to managing a team, um, innovation, um, entrepreneurship, uh, you know, I mean, web design. It's incredible. When you run your own business or your own social enterprise, it's you got to be everything and everyone at the same time because obviously you can't hire 10, 20 people to help you. So you start off on your own. Maybe you have one or two people um, um, that you hire uh, to help build it. But it's been so rewarding and not just on the on the technical side, but also on the personal side. Seeing the youth that we are empowering progress and develop the way they are, seeing lives change um, we just had an event on Saturday called um, Noaya Talks, whereby we had our youth mentors and volunteers each go up on stage sharing their journeys and their, their struggles over the past several years and how they overcame them. And our youth going up on stage sharing how Noaya has really made a huge difference in their lives and helped them stand on their feet. 
it's incredibly moving. The entire audience was was in tears at their stories, and at the same time, they were it, it was so uplifting because it shows how a network like ours can really, really make a difference in people's lives. And this is what our purpose is at the end of the day, and this is really what keeps me going. So tell me, because I know I'm sure a lot of listeners are wondering this question. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. When you were building Noaya from from the bottom up, were you did you have a part time job? Did you what did you do to support yourself while you were beginning this transition? Because you know there's a lot of women out there that are wondering, what do I do? Do I just quit my job and start from scratch and not bring in any funding, or do I go to part time and work on this on the side until it becomes something that's creating mm-hmm. you know monetary income? So what did you do there? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my story is basically, I moved in 2011, as I said, to Lebanon. I relied on some of my savings. And um, you have to take up consultancy opportunities on the side, part-time jobs here and there. Nothing that would really take up too much of my time, but something that would help keep me going up until I was able to start getting paid. Um, But it is always a sacrifice. It's not easy. I'm not even 100% um, comfortable with what's going to happen next month in terms of salaries because it's it, we're not 100% solid yet and this is w- the case with any startup there's always going to be questions and um, this is why if, if you don't have the passion nothing's going to sustain you through all of these um, uncertainties if you have the passion and you're really really happy doing what you're doing there will be a way to make things work um, I've been a consultant for the UN, for the European Union. Um, I, I'm, I help the students with their college applications on the side. I make it work somehow. Um, so, and, and everything I've chosen in terms of helping like, to sustain myself, everything else I've been doing is also something I'm extremely passionate about. I can't imagine myself taking up a job that I'm not um, fulfilled by. Um, after having this experience with Nawaya. So everything I select to do has to be something that truly stimulates me. I've learned never to chase the money at all. <laughs> right, absolutely. And so, you, I mean, you're, you're wearing multiple hats. So you're a businesswoman, you created something from the bottom up, but you're also empowering youth, which is a whole other podcast on its own. But just, you know, a few sentences. I'd like to know, um, for anyone that's out there and myself, what are some techniques that you use to help empower? What we do, it's very much individually based. So we go to every youth And we recognize every youth is a unique individual. Every youth has their own aspirations, their own dreams, their own abilities. And we ask them, what do they want to achieve? What is their goal? What is their passion? What do they want to improve in themselves? And they tell us, and we provide whatever resource they need if we're able to provide it for them. We've got graffiti artists, we've got dancers, musicians, writers, photographers, actors, designers, athletes. Um, So everyone who enrolls with us has a particular goal in life, and it's up to us as a network to provide them with that particular resource they need. So we don't impose it on them, they tell us. And we discuss and move forward together um, and try as much as we can to provide them with the support that they need to help them get empowered and to help them reach the, the, the space that they would like to reach. Wow, that's amazing. I'm uh, 
really taken back by your, your organization. I've done research on it and I've seen some great things that you're doing, but to hear you talk about it is, um, it's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, Nada. You're welcome. So just before we head out here, I know you talked, you gave us some great advice earlier in the podcast. Any last, any last minute tips or anything for any woman that's out there that's ready to embark on this journey? From from someone who had experience working a nine to five job and who um, uh, took a, the plunge, <laughs> luckily landed so far on my feet. Um, I can say that it's truly the most rewarding decision I've ever had that I've ever made. Um, and uh, if if there's any chance that each of you could just at least try it out um, and uh, and just experiment for some time and see where where this takes you. It's definitely um, highly recommended. You'll never wonder what if. At least you would have tried even if it doesn't work out. And there are always chances to start again. If you have other ideas in mind that might come later, you're always... Um, these days, innovation is such a big thing. Entrepreneurship is such a big thing. Social entrepreneurship is such a big thing. Anything is possible these days, and the support is there. I mean, there's a lot of funding if you have a good idea. There are lots of um, tools that you can rely on online. There are many networks that um, we can refer to, um, lots of mentorship opportunities that we can take advantage of. So you shouldn't feel that you're you're lost or you don't know what step to take. A lot of people have been through this. Um, not everyone has succeeded. There's been a lot of failures as well. And that's also valuable. So if you can connect with people who've done it before, who can teach you um, something about the road ahead so that you're aware, just absorb as much as you can from the people around you, read as much as you can, um, and, and just take it, take it um, day by day. If something really, 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 um, um, if, if you're really passionate about something, it's really um, probably the most uh, fulfilling experience you can have. And, um, and uh, good luck to everybody who's willing to, to make that happen. Thank you, Zaina. It's been a pleasure. If you guys want to find out more about Nawaya and Zaina, check them out at www.nawaya.org. You can also follow them on Twitter at Nawaya. I'll be sure to put this in the podcast feed so you can check them out. Thank you, Nada, for this opportunity. All the best to you. Well, thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to connect, you can follow us on Twitter at Rise Up For You. You can find us on Facebook. Check out our website at www.riseupforyou.com. And now we're up and running on Periscope, where we will be broadcasting live once a week. Lastly, we love your help in spreading the word. So please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a little review, and share with the people around you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.